FMX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Every once in a while, you got to do one for myself, right? And uh, so this is a really cool conversation with a couple of great Canadian moto legends here. Doug Hoover and his career path. And then we get Ross Rollerball-Peterson on the line, who really, uh, without Ross, Doug would have been a six-time champion or something. So thank you for listening. Appreciate it. A couple of my childhood heroes on the line, and I was pissed, actually. I guess Hoover wasn't a childhood hero because I loved rollerball, and when Doug beat him in 85, that was a big deal in Canadian moto, and I didn't like it, mostly because Ross was a Western Canada guy like myself, and Hoover was from way out there in Ontario. But we, we dive into that and more here on the show. But thank you for listening. Fly Racing, 25 years in business. Check out Fly Racing USA on social media for all the things that they got going on. Uh, RJ Hampshire, of course. Chance Hymas, crushing it in fly racing gear. The Formula Helmet's amazing. Uh, Zone Pro Goggle, uh, Evo. Kinetic Mesh is my favorite line of gear. Super flexy, super lightweight, super cool, invented. Fly Racing USA, man. Get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Thank you to Renthal, of course, made over there in the UK. More championships than all the other brands combined. Hoover and Rollerball, they use Renthal as well over the years. And uh, sprockets, grips, chains, bars, uh, whether it's 7 eighths bar that those guys used or now, you know, a twin wall uh, bar, Renthal's got you covered. And, uh, yeah, made to the highest, high, highest, tightest of tolerances and uh, really, really well-made stuff. Of course, if you've raced and you, you listen to this, you use Renthal. Thank you to those guys, Renthal.com, for more information. Really informative website as well. Check it out. Maxis Tires. Get ready to tread victoriously with the new Maxxis soft to intermediate and intermediate to hard terrain tires. Maxxis.com. Mountain bike tires are great as well. Shop.maxxis.com for more information. A-Ray using the tires out there in the Nationals. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires. they got brand new tires. they got a scoop now as well. Check it out. Thank you to Maxxis Renthal. We'll tell you more about Cobo Links and Motorsport later on in the show. But as I said, this is a really cool one for me to do. Really happy to get Doug Hoover and then Ross to call in and talk some great Canadian moto stories. Hoover was a great rider. And uh, as I said, really hard to find a bad photo of him too. Thanks for listening to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Away we go. And now, as, as I was saying off top on the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, uh, one, of, one of the guys that uh, I didn't really like growing up, and, uh, and we'll get to that uh, when we talk more about it, but he's a multi-time Canadian champion, Doug Hoover. What's up, Sweeper? How are you? 
Um, very well, very well, very well. Everything is good. Just uh, living life out here in the uh, the great the great white north. But, yeah, uh, it's very it's very hot right now. Yeah, as I was saying off the top, you didn't hear me, but my intro was. I didn't like you because I was a rollerball fan. So I'm a Manitoba guy, so we would go to Austin, and yeah. generally, generally rollerball would kick everyone's ass, and I would be happy. And and then you know you you were his main guy for a couple of years. So and we're gonna get Ross on later, but but yeah. Oh, so, awesome. You know, yeah. I also like yeah. also I was a Western Canadian guy. Ross was Western Canada, right? You're from yeah. Ontario, so all of it Hoover didn't add up. So yeah, yeah. No, it was good actually. Um, Austin was definitely one of my favorite tracks and yeah. I'm a sand guy and I got that way from, uh, you know, going to Florida as much as I did in the wintertime. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, some of the tracks around home here that I used to go to were sandy as well. So I was kind of accustomed to doing that. And, uh, you like everything else in life. Once you do it enough, you kind of, kind of wears on you. And I, yeah. I enjoyed it cause I, I always like to stand up a little more than normal. And of course in the rough sand tracks, you got to stand up. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, Austin was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, uh, we had some good battles out there for sure, especially when it was 30 degrees and, <laughs> uh, hot and, and dusty and the air filters were soaking up as much sand as you could imagine. Yeah. And I, I always, there, looking, doing some research on this and, and thinking about when I was a kid watching you a little bit and then doing some research, man, you had a good riding style. I couldn't find one bad photo of you. Like there's, you're on a Honda, you're on a Yamaha, like dude. Yeah, great style. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I, you know what? I, I, and I've heard that before. And and yeah. uh, thank you to everybody who said that. But you know what? I don't. I, I don't know. I was actually listening to some of your podcasts today, and I think uh, Jimmy Hawley was saying that last time we were talking to him. And everybody has their own riding style. And and I thought the same thing. Uh, what you guys are talking about? You can't. It's hard to teach anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, how to ride, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think everybody has their own little niche once they get into it and they get the riding style. And if you perfect that, I think it's hard to anybody to tell you, you know, stand up more, sit down more, arms up, elbows down. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think whatever, there's so many different riding styles that there for so many great riders. I truly believe once you get to where you're at, just perfect it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hate to say this, but go as fast as you can doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you, sh you should do well. It's, it's like golf. You know, you, you uh, actually play a little bit of golf now. And there's so many different golf swings. And all these guys that want to charge you $5,000 to go to a <laughs> golf camp. And, yeah. You know, and everybody has a different swing. If yours is working for you, don't let anybody tell you how to change it. Just work on what you have. Just like racing and uh -huh. stick with that. Yeah, I was telling Holly or somebody, Kiefer, I love our sport because you can be Mike Bell or Travis Preston or Damon Huffman or Ricky Carmichael. 100%. And you can win races. You can you can 100%. be – Yeah, it's great. Our sport's great that way. You, you, there's yeah, no one body yeah. type or one riding style, man. No, nope, no. Nope. And, I mean, Ross is a very good example. I mean, I don't – good thing he's not on now, but I don't know how many pounds he had on me, and I'm not talking – I'm not talking a big boy. I'm talking muscle. Yeah. And and anybody that knows Ross uh, would muscle that bike around the track. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, and, and he had he had his own riding style, but was he smooth and finesse? Uh, it was hard to see him doing that on a good day. Yeah. He would muscle that thing around like he was wrestling it. Yeah. And he did a hell of a good job, obviously. Yeah, yeah, clearly, and, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I never had... I never had that because I was a smaller guy and, and not that kind of muscle on me. But um, it's so funny when you look back and you see you see Ross and how he got around. 
man, he could throw that thing around like crazy. And to this day, which was funny, you guys probably heard about it, but we were up in, in uh, Revy this winter. Yeah. And he did the same thing on a snow bike. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching him going, you know, that's that's what makes Ross Ross right yeah, there. Yeah, really. You know, uh, just just uh, not afraid of anything. No, absolutely. So what are you doing these days, and how much do you follow the sport, and do you ride at all? Um, you know what? I uh, pretty much right as soon as I retired in uh, 88, 89, yeah. I, uh, my father was in the trucking logistics business forever, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of took over that, and I pretty much have been doing that ever since. I got my own company now doing the same thing. Um, I got a few trucks and, and, uh, I do a lot of logistics, bringing stuff in and out of everywhere. Yep. So that's what I've been doing the whole time. As far as, uh, following, uh, you know what? Um, I don't follow it a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me a lot of questions about, I know Sexton and, and, you know, a few guys that yeah. I, I, I don't, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but you know what? I, I, when I retired, I, I got into McGrath and Carmichael and, and yep. that, and I watched them for a little bit. And uh, after they kind of phased out a little bit, I, you know, I just grandkids and kids, sure. and, um, you know, life gets busy and I don't, uh, I don't, I do have a, I do have a couple of bikes. I just got rid of a 450 I had and uh, I got a 125 and my daughter's got a couple little bikes we ride around on, but not, not, not like I should. What, and it's, what, uh, what 125 do you got? What is it? What year is it? It's an O three TTR. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, nice. yeah, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, but I had a, like at a four fifty Honda. I just yeah. got rid of it. But oh. you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, and I got a I got a local track, which is literally a nine iron away from my house. Mm-hmm. And he holds. Well, he sorry, he used to hold races at it till the town said you need more insurance and yeah. all that kind of crazy stuff that's going on. So I used to go over there and ride on the track with a four fifty. And oh yeah, what a <laughs> what a what a handful. Yeah, yeah, you know, really. Like, uh, Compared to, and I'm, you know, I, I watch all these guys and I still see them on Instagram. What's going on? Two stroke mm-hmm. is me. The yeah. Four strokes now. <laughs> I mean, they're fun to ride, but you know what? Yeah. They're, they're a handful. My, the, my CR 500 that I had in, uh, in 80 that I won the national on that thing had, uh, like Mitch did it all up. Yeah. And that was probably the fastest 500 I've ever seen road, even people, even Ross will tell you that today. Yeah. It was like the fastest 500 ever. And <laughs> jump on a 450, it has the same, you know, torque, everything's yeah. different, but it's heavier and it's, it's a whole different animal, a no, whole different animal. For sure. It's, um, yeah, I, uh, we'll, we'll go back to some of your career here. Uh, but I, I do want to ask you this, I guess, off the hop, like, Sure. You kind of you kind of quit early. Like you won the eighty eight five hundred title, right? And yep. you were number two, number three uh, in Canada. Yep. Uh, Al was coming on for sure, but you definitely had some more years left in you. You had an SO deal, I think, at that time, yep. which was probably yep. pretty good yep. for you. Um, I, I, you know, I did one of these with Carl Valancourt, another great Canadian rider, and yep. you know his family's super successful in the, in the glass business or door business or whatever. So sure. he yep. he said, hey, it, it, it was time to make some real money. Uh, but for you, like, what what was your reasoning? Because yeah, you definitely hung it up a little early. Well, uh, there was a couple of things. Um, one was, and and I'll never forget this, but Honda at the time, because I won the I won the nationals in '85. Uh, yep. On the 125, and then a few years after that, I had some bike problems and injuries, whatever. And after that number one, then Honda said to me, "Well, the next time you get a number one plate, um, everything's going to change for you." 
Hmm. You know, more money, this, that, okay. blah, blah, blah. And, and I, w- I was doing well. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Back in the day, I'm not complaining. It was it was a great gig, and I had a lot of fun. And But they always said to me, once you get a number one plate again, yeah. um, things are going to change. Because every year, like, it doesn't matter who it is. I don't care what job you have. You're always looking for something better sure. when you're doing better. You know, you're trying to upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. So as it turns out, when I won the 588, um, I said, okay. What are we going to do now? <laughs> uh-huh. And then they were like, well, you know, and, and I, I can't tell you what the times were like then as far as, yeah. you know, finances for them or how many bikes they sold. But they said, you know, things are a little tough right now. And I go, yeah, but you said if I, I said, okay, that's yeah. fine. And at the same time, Esso, um, and they were a great sponsor. They said, we're going to put a little bit more money back into Formula One. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, we're still going to sponsor you, but you might have to cut you back a little bit. And I was like, okay, but I just want a number one thing in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys promised me this, and now you're backing up, and you're backing up. And I'm like, you know what? At the time, and I can I can probably say a little bit to what you said about Valancourt. You know, my dad was busy, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew what he was doing, and it was a good gig. And I said, you know what? I, what am I going to pound this out for a few more years? Um, and and the not, not, not that everything I do is like this, but I'm so competitive mm-hmm. that I said, you know, if I'm not going to get what I need next year, it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a mental strain on me because you always figure you get rewarded for what you do. Mm-hmm. And at the time I thought if I go ride next year and they were going to give me something, it was going to be something, but it wasn't going to be what I had in my mind that I expected to right. get for that. And I thought, am I going to go, you know, beat myself up next year? I just want a number one plate or, the retire number one and just leave it at that. Yeah. And you know what? I woke up one morning, I'll never forget this, and I just said, I'm done. How old That's, were you? I, How old were you? Do you remember? Ah, uh, that was, well, let's do the math. I'm 58 <laughs> now. So that was in uh, 88. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, 20, 20, 30. Yeah. You're 28, I think. I 20, doing, yes. Doing it quickly. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I just said, you know what? I, I, and I was, I was healthy. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I tore some ligaments, broke collarbones and, and some other crazy things. And my back was still in good shape. And I just made a decision that if I'm not going to get what I need out of this moving forward, um, I think I'm just going to take the number one and not defend it, just leave yeah. it alone. And that's pretty much how it went you know i was a fan of moto canadian moto i was up and coming guy in manitoba and like there's no cycle news there's no canadian moto i just remember being like hoover quit like why (laughs) like you know what i mean like you know i don't know i don't know you or john nelson or anybody that why did he quit he just won (laughs) you know yeah and that 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 was that was the story for sure and and, uh i just said to myself you know what i'm gonna grind it out for a few years i'm getting up there in age yeah i've kind of did and it was it was pretty much 10 years is what it was i started in 78 Mm -hmm. and uh in 88 i said you know what that uh, that's enough and and uh you know, no regrets. Looking back yeah. now, I I am actually very happy I did what I did and and move forward and and uh, life is good. Steve. Yeah, oh, that's good. Good to hear. Yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah. it's a difficult decision, and certainly many a motocrosser is left uh, uh, broke and damaged. And you know what I mean? Like yes. And I'm yes, guessing you 100%. had you had a nice little savings. You had a little bit of chunk yep. of money, and yep. yeah, on to yep. the next thing, right? So exactly. Yep. Yep. No, it was very. It was a good decision. Yeah. Uh, your nickname is Sweeper. When I was doing my homework for this podcast, I didn't realize. I read that Keith McCarty gave you that nickname. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Wow, he, who knew? Uh, I, I was Keith. I worked for Keith all those years at Yamaha. I could have asked him at right, any point. Eh? Like, I could have said, "Hey, what the hell? You gave Sweeper his nickname? I mean, who knew?" Well, you know what's funny about that is that um, I, I had to be eighty-three or eighty-four. Mm-hmm. I was in California, and uh, I was staying with Jim Gibson. Mm, yep. And and uh, Jimmy and I used to ride all the time in Canyon Lake, where he lived down there. Yeah. And every time, you know, I, there, I, I can't even remember. Uh, Steve, exactly where, but I go to the practice tracks. I, you know, the, the names I can't yeah. remember now, but Yamaha would be there, Keith. Well, it used to be off Railroad, and, uh, Railroad Canyon Road, had a huge track out there. There was a huge, like, yes, yeah. yes, that, that's probably exactly where it was. Yeah. And I went there and I used to go there quite a bit and bump into them because they'd be out there practicing. And, you know, I, every time I come in and mechanics, we just, you know, shoot the shit mm-hmm. and giggle and stuff. So once they got to know me a little bit better, because I was from Canada, they started calling me Molson. <laughs> okay, yeah. And at the time, it was for the beer. And I'm, you know, this went on for quite a while. Every time they go, oh, fuck, there's Molson again. Yeah, yeah. I'd laugh and right. carry on. And then at one time, I don't know who it was. It was it was one of the team managers from Yamaha. I can't recall who it was at the time. And he said, and because I was sponsored by Yamaha then, it was, yeah. you know, not that they were they were affiliated, but they yeah. kind of were. Yeah. And he said, uh, you know what, guys? Maybe Molson's not a good name for Doug. Maybe he'll think of something else. And then, and then Keith said, Hoover, like sweeper. Oh, yeah, so right. The, Hoover vacuum you know, sweeper, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up here, they're vacuum cleaners. But at the time down there, they were vacuum sweepers. Okay. So he goes... Okay, let's just call him Sweeper, and then it stuck. <laughs> it stuck. So, okay, yeah, there that, you, go. That, you yeah. ran that. You ran that in the back of your pants for a long time, for sure. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep. A lot of years. You look at your results, uh, and and we're, we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into them here. But uh, I, I I do a lot of research for different podcasts that I do and different stories, and I see your name at the Golden States and I, uh, a lot of that. But really, when you go and look at your U.S. national. And Supercross results, there's there's not much compared to Ross, compared to JSR, compared to Carl, right? There's you got you got some top tens, uh, um, you got some thirteens at Gainesville, Daytona main event. You just never, I'm guessing, Doug, you just never like Ross or like JSR or Carl. You just never, because you're certainly good enough, never really attracted to spending your own money and chasing the dream in the U.S. Um, yeah, you know what? That's that's. I mean, you pretty much summed it up there. It was. Uh... I, I, I tried my best, and a lot of times, um, I don't know. I just, I, I guess, I got um, because I am, I am so competitive, mm-hmm. and like anybody else in the sport, you really like winning. And it got to the point where um, I don't think I was getting enough financial support um, to do as much as I wanted to do. Yeah, and it, it got to the point where I'm going, you know, I'm down here, I'm struggling. Uh, doing what I need to do. And at the time, whether it was Yamaha or Honda, they would only do so much uh, to keep me in Canada mm-hmm. riding up yeah. there. And that, that was their main focus, which, of course, it should be. Right. So when I said, you know, I, I want to go down there, and even even Esso was like, yeah, but we don't have Esso stations down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was hard to sell myself to them to put more into it down there. And at the time, my main focus was, you know, winning championships in Canada. So mm-hmm. for, for me, it was more of a, um, a training um, mission going down south, riding the events I rode in, trying to get better, trying yeah. to learn more um, than it was so much of trying to get a national number. I think my best number was 72 down there yeah. uh, at one year. But I, I don't think I had the same focus in my head as I did. It was more of a, a practice to yeah. get better to come up here and win championships for sure. me. Uh, I didn't I didn't think of it as and, and then realistically I, I don't care 
you know, Ross and I have a little different mindset on things because we talk and we hang out. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I always had the mindset, well, I'm not going to beat Bob Hanna and Mark Barnett. Yeah. Ricky Johnson. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think I'm a good rider, but I don't think I and, – and I, I said to myself many times, like, Doug, you can, you can ride your ass off all day, but these guys are doing this 12 months, eh? Like, yeah. they, they never stop. You are – you're riding until it gets – you know, snow in October and November. And then Mm -hmm. you go down and you start practicing and getting warmed up in January for the winter series and blah, blah, blah. So it's, for me, it was a whole different mindset. And I said, if I, if I, if I can't go down there and give it a hundred percent, 12 months a year, I'm not going to have the results mentally and physically that I want to in my mind. So let's use that as a training and a learning and come back and do what we need to do up here. Sure. Two Daytona main events and a Houston and a Pontiac, um, two yep. of the main events, so that's awesome. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, did you yep. race a lot more than that, like 250 Supercross and not make the mains, or like, do you remember um, Supercross being tougher for you? Uh, you know what? I uh, I went to Atlanta a couple of times. I, yep. uh, I went to, uh, I think it was Talladega. Didn't they have yeah, one they had Talladega? one Talladega in 84, yeah. Yep. Yeah, went to Talladega, uh, Seattle. Was everyone uh, freaking I, out about your white Yamahas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like Jimmy said in the podcast, everything was white, including my bike. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and again, um, we didn't have, I mean, I shouldn't say we. I'm just talking about me. Yeah. I didn't have the same Supercross experience that, that, that you guys did down there because you were doing it so often and so much more. I was I was definitely, and anybody could tell you this, and I was definitely more of an outdoor rider. Uh, I mean, that's right from my roots when I was 10 years old and I sure. got my first bike. Yeah. I was just giving her in the cornfields and, you know, making my own tracks and jumps. And um, I, I don't think as well as I did at Supercrosses mm-hmm. for many years and, and never won one up here, but I was second many times behind Rostabugger. Um, <laughs> I still, you know, I, I think in my own mind, I did well enough to say that I could ride a Supercross well. Yep. I don't think it was my... Uh, for a as far as you know being a motocross racer yeah because canada used to have like four round supercross series in the mid 80s uh calgary vancouver yep. toronto montreal and yeah you were second in those and and yep. yeah those, yep. those are always pretty cool to watch because as a kid in yes. canada they were actually on cbc or something it was like a big deal right yes um, yeah. yeah it was yeah exactly yeah so, yep. i went to the 80, i went to deal. the 84 one with hannah was there on his works bike and uh, yes. just destroyed all you guys on his works bike. But, yeah. <laughs> he did so. He did so. Um, yes, sir. Do you have yep. a U.S. race that stands out for you? One that you remember or you that you were, you know, feeling good in or anything? Um, like, you were, you got You have so many, like, 10 to 15th motos outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? It's funny because um, <laughs> the outcome was really shitty. Okay. Having said that, um, <laughs> it was Houston. Okay. Because I I qualified for the final. Yeah. And I I'll never forget this. And I was I was uh, I think I was running fifth or sixth, um, and doing very well. Um, and and just before the race, I qualified. I think I got second or third in my qualifier. And then uh, I'm trying to think of who the the team manager for Yamaha down there was. There was a oh, it was he, Ken Clark, Kenny Clark. Back Ken then. Clark. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He came up to me on the line and like said, uh, okay. I want you to settle down. You're doing really well. I'm so proud of you. And he went on and on and on. And I said, oh, that's awesome. And he was like trying to pump me up. And I go, you know what? That's pretty cool. Yeah. All the guys, all the guys sitting on the starting line. And he, and you know, he, he may have talked to all the team riders in the pit before he came out, but he came right over to me mm-hmm. and said, you know what? You're riding really well. Um, you know, don't lose your head. Just hang in. You're going to do well. I'm proud of you. Whatever. And I said, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, 
and I think it was like maybe the sixth or seventh lap, and I think I was in fifth or sixth and hold my own. Yeah. And there was a triple out the back, and I missed it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was messy. Just ugly. Yep. It was. It was ugly. It yep. was very ugly. I was like, man, that's that's yeah. Did, did anyways? Yeah. Did you do a lot of Golden States or or uh, or Florida Winterams? Like both of those? I did. Yeah, I kind did. of like warm up stuff. Do, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of the Florida Winter Ams, and I actually, uh, funny you said that, because I was just walking in the garage after I got back from Runham, looking at some of my trophy stuff in there, just to remind myself, in case you <laughs> ask me these questions, I, uh, I actually won quite a few Winter Ams down there. Yeah. Yes, I did. I think it was 250A or something. I don't know what they called it way back then, but yeah. 250, uh, it's changed so many times. But yeah, I did I did well in Florida. And again, there's the sand tracks for you, because... Yeah. I uh, I just went down there, and my my uncle, who was my team manager back in the day, had a place in Ocala oh, okay. where he stayed, and I uh, kind of based myself out of Ocala. But all the tracks around Ocala, as you yeah. can imagine, was all sand. So there'd be so many practice tracks where I'd just go make my own in a gravel pit or a quarry, and and uh, you know, off I'd go. So. You know what's funny is like Ross, JSR, Carl, they all base themselves out of Ocala too, right? Like it's just yes. there's always a, a, like a little yep. mini Canadian thing because uh, uh, the it's New England guys were here. down there, Dowdy and KJ, and they were yep. every, and then the Canadians were down there. It seemed like it was a big like Canadian yep. national in in whatever yep. year. It doesn't even matter whether it was eighty five or ninety five, you know. Absolutely, oh. and I, I, I don't I don't know what the attraction was because you could have went to Brooksville, you yep. could have stayed anywhere if you wanted to, Gainesville, St. Pete's, Reddick, you know what? Reddick, uh, yeah. yeah, all of yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, you could have um, went anywhere, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, L- looking at doing again, reading about your career a little bit, it seems like uh, Doug, you were a pretty like natural to motocross because you won the 80 national championship like the loretta lynn's of canada right you won the 80 class you skipped junior you went to senior you won in there and then you went to pro and you were like fourth or fifth in your first uh pro series like dude it kind of came it looked like you were really good right off the hop like you were naturally talented at riding a dirt bike i you know and 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 not that I want to correct you, but I never rode 80s. So oh, okay. 100. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I remember the, the 100. Was, they call yeah. it 100 school. The 100, boys. yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, that's the first national that I won in 1980. But I, you know what, Steve, I wish I had the answer for that. But, uh, you know, my, my, my dad, my mom, you know, anybody in my family never rode bikes. Oh, was, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. My dad, I don't think my dad's ever put his leg over a bike in his life. Wow. I really don't think other than, other than in the pits, right? Yeah. Back and forth when he was helping me out. But, um, you know, when I was, uh, oh boy, probably seven, eight, nine years old, um, my dad bought my brother and I our first little mini bike. It was a little rup gas powered, uh, bike and they hit it in the basement. And I followed the tracks down the stairs, ripped the lock off and found it. And since that, you know, we wore that out. And then, you know, the bike after that, my dad got us a GT80 Yamaha with lights and signals on it, which I thought was the coolest bike in the world. And that, that was a 76, mm-hmm. 77. Rolled that and then got off that. And he bought us a uh, DS125, kind of a multi-purpose orange thing they made back then. Yeah, I remember that. And I... Uh, you know, I had headlights and a single light and blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of rode that with some friends of ours that just lived down the road that had uh, 78 RM 125s. And they built this track, which was literally, you know, two miles down the road. Where I could ride the bike down there. And I, I got on the track with these guys who raced CMA back in the day mm-hmm. in 77, 78. And, uh, you know, I used to ride on the track with those guys and ride and ride and ride. 
And one time, one of the guys that got off his RM said to me, he goes, you know, like, why don't you get a real bike and come to a race? Because you'll probably do well. And I was like, ah, I don't know if, you know, dad just got me this last year and, you know, God bless him. I don't want to. So it just turns out he told me there's a race this weekend in, uh, in Hockley Hills in Orangeville, a ski resort. Okay. And I said, okay. I said, can I go? He goes, well, I don't know about your bike because it's got headlights. I go, <laughs> so you know what? God bless my dad, my mom. They drove me there, got there, and in tech inspection in the morning, which everything's changed now compared to other yeah. things, I went in through there, and they said, uh, you can't ride that. And I go, why? They said, well, it's got a headlight. And I go, I come all the way from, like, Mount Albert. And the guy says, you know what? Just tape it up. Okay. Put a bunch of electrical tape on it, and I actually went out and raced in uh, – the 125, uh, whatever class it was yeah. back then, I don't even know. And I won. People <laughs> were like, you you actually won on that bike? No suspension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. No nothing. Yeah. And, like, people are laughing at me going, I can't believe you're riding that bike. And the very first race I went in, I won. And, of course, you know, my dad was that kind of guy going, well, if you can do that well on that bike, yeah, maybe we should get you. So that's that's how it started, Steve. And, and um I don't know. You know what? Yeah. To answer that question, if I was going to answer properly, I, I've always been the kind of guy, and to this day, it, it's the same. I've always given everything like 120%. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what I do, how I do it. It's like everything I do, I'm so competitive, not with people as much as I'm with myself. Mm. So I'm like, I need to go out and do as well as I can, and I want to win. And just and I and I rode a lot. Like I practiced every single day, and I rode my bike, even the supercrosses. I went to Toronto Supercross and anything local. I would ride my bike Saturday morning before the Supercross. I had a track built behind my house in Mount really? Albert, <laughs> and I'd take my practice bike back and I'd ride my bike for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Go back. By that time, my mechanic had my bike loaded and off we were to go sign up. Yeah. Wow. So I, wow. I, I did. I did a lot of riding, and to this day. I, I, I said to people that ask me and I've when I retired, I got people in Florida that I knew that owned motocross tracks asked me to come and teach and do things. And mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't follow that up. I was too busy doing other things. But and I've I've said to a thousand people and, and believe it or not, whether they listen to me, as far as I'm concerned, the best practice, the best way to get in shape and condition yourself is ride your bike. Yeah. Just ride your bike. You and- know, you can. And I trained hard. I went to the gym. I ran lots. I did what you needed to do. But I always said, you need to ride the bike a lot. Yeah. Just no. me. You, now, you, maybe you. people are different. But um, for me, that was that was what I did. And I think the more time I spent on that bike made me that much more confident to win and do well at an early age. Yeah, and it sounds like your parents were, were really supportive also, right? Which is a huge thing. Like they, were, they were right behind you realizing yes. like, hey, Doug's got some talent, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. They've been there right from day one, and yeah, my dad would work, God bless him, he'd work, uh, he'd go to work at 5 in the morning, he'd come home at 6 o'clock at night, I'd have the truck loaded, we'd go to Wattsburg, PA for the night race in Pennsylvania, and we'd just go down there on a Friday night and race and drive all the way back, and he's he'd been up since 5 o'clock that morning, Yeah, he'd drive me there and back, we'd get home at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and go to sleep, and off we go the next day. Wow, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you, do you remember a point where you were like, like, hey, there's these things called nationals, and I'm a pro, and I got to go race this guy named Peterson and 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 Zoli and these guys. Like, is that was that a, a thing where you're like, I'm gonna go chase this? Was it a conscious decision um, to do this? You know what? I think it was. Uh, it's funny you said that, but I, I think it was. Of course, it's all progression as you get older and mm-hmm. you realize, you know, who where you're going next. And 
uh, like you said, when I skipped the uh, when I won the 100 nationals in in 1980, I I skipped the junior class and actually had to ask Marilyn Bastido at the time. Said, I really don't want to ride with 500 juniors. Yeah, yeah. Like I <laughs> like I, I and I wasn't I wasn't gloating saying I'm better now. I just said like I just won a nationals. Can I get a shot at just going to senior? Yeah. And and obviously you know she, she talked to Carl and whoever back in the day and she said I'll oh, just just go to senior. So I did. So the next year in 81, I won the senior national on 125, 250, 500. Yeah. Like the very next year. Where was that? So, Where was that held? Do you uh, remember? Uh, in Quebec, uh, St. Yeah. I think, or oh, St. Okay. Yeah. Gabriel. It was in Quebec for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, both of them were. The first 100 national was in Notre Dame du Nord. Okay. That's where the first one. But um, So which, which really kind of uh, helped me was there was a one – 25 senior race and was out at uh, Dagmar ski resort mm-hmm. just outside of Uxbridge, which wasn't far from the house. And it was, there was an expert race there as well, but there wasn't enough people. So they combined 125 expert and senior together, which mm-hmm. they did quite often back yeah. in the day. Yeah, they did in Manitoba and, too. Um, yeah. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, there was a couple of pros there. And I think it was Yari. Remember Yari Heinen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Yari was there. I don't know about Zoli, but that kind of group of guys mm-hmm. were there racing. And and I remember beating them. And I was just a senior. And, of yeah. course, I'm looking up at these guys <laughs> going, wow. And pretty much at that point, I said to myself, wow, like I'm a senior racing against the experts. Mm-hmm. And I just beat them. So at that stage, I think I said, now I got to step up to a different level. And does and, Yamaha and which, get you some support? Is Yamaha, yes, they yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Yamaha. Um, pretty much after I after I won the 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 the, the nationals on one, the senior, they uh, they stepped up just before that because I went to them and I said, you know, I need some help. I want to go to this, you know, and, and train and do this. And I wouldn't mind a practice bike rather than burning out my race bike. And uh, I mean, there was nothing free then, but they gave me a good deal on it and some apparel and some parts and mm-hmm. a little program. So. Yeah, okay. that, that was a, that was a good start right there for sure. I know, like in Manitoba, growing up, we you know we had some guys. Uh, even Al raced in Manitoba for one year uh, yep. in the late eighties, and our guys would always come back and hit the local province races. You know, in between the the the, the pro races, in between the nationals, you know, get some money, get some points, whatever. Did you do yep. much local Ontario stuff whenever you could, or were you like, hey, I'm a national guy only? No, okay. No, I, I did, I did, I tried. Uh, um, any weekend I had a week a weekend off. I never I never stopped racing. I, I never said ah, I got the nationals next weekend. I'm not going to ride. Right, I, right. I rode every weekend. Didn't matter where the where the race was in Ontario. If there was a race, I would go. And a lot of it back then, it was pretty good contingency. Like you could yeah. And and back in the day, I was riding three classes a day when they had it. Always two. But but when there's a third and Yamaha had a contingency day, I I would go there and and I I cleaned up and and you know made. I don't know how much, but it was, yeah. it was pretty good money just to go and, and ride. And, and I think for, well, for since 81 to 80, oh boy, 80, 86 or 87, I, I won the Ontario high point championship in all three classes. Like I, I yeah, still okay. all right. stuck yeah, yeah. to Ontario and, and I won, you know, the championship or the high point or yep. whatever you want to call it in Ontario and still 
managed to race a nationalist too. I, I think maybe one or two years I couldn't do it because of the conflict of the yeah, timing. But right. most times I did I did ride in Ontario the, the the high point races. Yeah, so you're just like Al and Ross chasing money, chasing yeah, do, yeah, yeah whatever it, you can get, it. It, right? It's all about the dollar, buddy. Al Al was whooping up in Manitoba, winning every single moto on a Honda, and the contingency was really <laughs> good, and everyone was so pissed at him. But uh, he was oh, he yeah. was crushing it. Um, uh, so eighty three second, eighty four second, like this this Dan Peterson guy. Uh, are you yeah. are you are you talking to him at this point, or is are you are you like he's your rival? Yeah. He's beating you. Like how how's your relationship with him, and are you um, are you intimidated you know by him? You know, no, I I. I uh... Never really intimidated by him, but we, we, we talk. I don't think, uh, and we talk about this lots nowadays because we, we talk and shoot the shit a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, back in the day, I, I thought he was a good guy. And I'm, I've am i always been, um, which probably didn't help my racing career, I, I was always the non-intimidated guy. Like I would never, you know, I, I was kind of quiet and kind of did my own thing. And I, and I always used to look at Ross and we can talk about this too yeah. later, but, and I'd see him like on the line at Daytona or whatever. And he'd be sitting beside, you know, Ricky Johnson, Bob Hanna, whoever. Yep. And he didn't give a shit who he was beside. <laughs> he he really didn't like, he yeah. was, you, you, you couldn't intimidate Ross at all. Like he, he was, uh, and I, I've, I said this to him just this winter out in the mountains. I said like, you're like a machine. You know, you, you, once you knew what you had to do, yep. you like had a little button and you flicked that button on and you went and you rode and you busted your ass as much as you could do. And when you're done, you just kind of flick that switch off about an hour after and you were personable. But then, yeah, man, look out. Well, everyone's he got was, it. Uh, I mean, he, he's had to have hit you so hard at some point oh, at some races. Oh, he, 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 he has actually, he's, uh, we've talked about that. Just him and I chatted not too long ago and he goes, yeah, I remember that time in uh, Valley junction. I go, yeah, it was a 125 national. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I was winning the series and, uh, he, he came around the corner and it was, oh, fuck, I'll never forget left-hander mm-hmm. and, he didn't go left. He went straight. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to go left. He knocked me almost right out of my boots. Yeah. And uh, and my uncle, who was my team manager then, uh, was friends with Ross and friends on a relationship mm-hmm. of he always you know shot the shit with him and you know got along with him well. He actually went right over to Ross after that race and said, "If you ever do that to Doug again, I will kill you." <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, and you could ask Ross that question. He's like, I could, and I watched my uncle walk over. Yeah, and Ross's eyes were like as big as like pumpkins. I'm like, oh. um, so yeah, 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 you know what? He, we we had some, we had some really really good duels, and 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 definitely he had more aggression than I did when we were riding. Yeah. I watched the guys today. There's, there's some guys not afraid of taking people out and banging bars. And yeah. other guys, eh, you know what? They stay away and do their, do the thing. But I was always the stay your way, do your thing guy. And, and, uh, Ross, sometimes we'd tangle up, but. All um, good. uh, so also he was in phenomenal shape. Like the stories I hear of his training, just, they seem unreal. Yep. They seem yes. like they weren't like of a normal human being. You know, nope. so nope. so he could ride a bike forever. Uh, and these are the days too. If my listeners don't know, in the early '80s, you guys did six motos at nationals, six yeah. motos for a few years. Um, yeah, and it, not just six. It was well, you know, too. It was forty-five plus a lap. 
Was it was it that long back then? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, nuts. So, so, so do the math. Every race was damn near an hour <laughs> times six. Six, and yeah, and, and this is Austin, my home center. Yeah, and it was just nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and then it's then they then they uh, I don't know around eighty five I think they broke it up and went one twenty five two fifty two fifty five hundred that oh, type of stuff right, right. yeah exactly um, yeah no, so when right. you took you're him right. down in eighty five well, I'll ask him about it too when we get him on the line but I remember again you know I was a small kid but like no one beat Ross just no one did and your title in eighty five one twenty five title uh yep. you, you beat him that had to be an amazing I was trying to get some old results to look at. Um, to yeah. find out how it went, but I wasn't able to do it in time for this. Yeah. But how did that '85 season go for you? Like to beat him? Uh, you know what? And and t- to my advantage, um, and, and like I said before, I was a definitely a sand track rider mm-hmm. for sure. That year, uh, a lot of the races were in Quebec, and a lot of them were sand tracks. Yep. And and uh, I that was my forte. Like I loved riding sand, and for some crazy reason. Um, I could, I rode and I never, and I, I, I got in better shape as I, you know, moved on, yep. but, um, I, I just, I love sand tracks. I could never get tired and I seem to have them figured out, you know, better than most. Mm-hmm. And it just, that whole year, the way it was set up, fit my, you take me to someplace like, uh, Gainesville or Saddleback. Yeah. I was like, what the, like, where's my flat tracker? <laughs> right. Like, what is this? There's no berms out here. You gotta, yeah. you gotta stick your foot peg in the ground to get turned here. Yeah. So. Um, I think the tracks were an advantage and, um, you know what, it was, it, it was, it's, it's like everything you do in life. Once you, once you get the confidence mm-hmm. and I beat him, I beat him a couple of rounds early on that season. And, um, it's, it's like everything in life. Once you, once you get that confidence yeah. and it builds up inside of you, uh, every, every race I went to, I, I pretty much had in my head. I'm I'm going to win the title this year. Yeah, and uh, the tracks helped out for sure. I had a great bike that year. Those Hondas were uh, awesome. Um, so it it just everything kind of clicked that year, and um, uh, we had some we had some really good battles. I'm going to tell you right now. He he never gave up much, but there's lots of times and and good on him. He'd come up after the race. We'd be cleaning up, and he he'd come up to me and he'd say. Fuck man, I, I, I don't know how you can I don't know how you can ride that hard that long on a soundtrack yeah. like that. Like he was it, he was pretty impressed, and and you know of course it made me feel better. But um, it's just it's all it's all determination. It's all how much you want to win, and you know confidence. It's like everything else in life. I mean, he, he hadn't lost a title. Well, I guess Harden beat him, and he threw a chain though. He broke a chain when Harden. Yeah. Uh, when Hart, when Mike beat him, it was a DNF. Yeah, sure. but which yeah. I mean, cool, full credit to Mike. I'm not not t- trying to take yes. away. From, oh but, no, 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 hundred percent. What I remember is that yeah, yeah, like as a kid or you know, following the series, trying to as a kid is that you you beat him and he hadn't lost straight up for <laughs> for a yep. long time. Yep. Oh no, you know? I know, and and he actually talks about that till today. Don't worry, and he'll, yeah. he'll probably yeah, yeah. He uh, we 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 and he said to me many times. He goes, you know what? Not not many guys I was too threatened by. Yeah, I was threatened by you. And he goes, it it, it kind of bugged me that that you kind of came out of nowhere. And he was he was winning pro races when I when I grabbed my one hundred schoolboy. Yeah, like yeah. he was yeah, he was already yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, before I even started. So he he uh, he has said to me many times. He goes, you know what? You did well. You did well. You you did what you needed to do. And I I uh, there was some races that I didn't even i didn't even see you he goes you were just really huh so So, yeah you were you were pretty dominant is what you like that 85 yeah 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 
Yeah, um, that 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 one definitely was a good year. Okay, so I, some of my research, it said that you want you switched to Honda in '86, and I'm like, no, I remember you on a Honda in '85. So good you cleared oh, that for up for sure. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, I did. I won the right. championships on '85 Honda. So let's sure. on '84 was my last year on Yamaha. Let's talk about that. Did Honda just, just give you a better deal? Like, how did the switch happen? Um, yeah, they they did for sure, and um, Yamaha. Uh, always looked after me right from the get-go, but there there came a time when um, I forget who was at on the Yamaha. They had Terry Hoffis, myself, Harnden, uh, Serge Gregoire, Darren Shiruga, mm-hmm. a couple other guys, Tom Gill or Mike Gill. I can't really remember. There was probably eight of us um, in '83, and then in '84, a couple of guys got dropped off the team, and it's still. I don't know. It, for me, it just didn't. It didn't feel like, um, and I don't want to s- make it sound kind of like this, but it, it didn't. It didn't feel like they were trying to support anybody well. It was yeah. just a bunch of guys. Just, well, they, so they also they, had their own gear. You guys had your own gear for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yamaha yeah. made their own yeah. gear back in the day, yeah. which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Think about that yeah. nowadays, right? Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, it was. I just thought that it was more of a. You know what? Here's a bunch of money. Get a bunch of guys and, and go racing. Yeah, so I, yeah. I didn't think I I had the support uh, I needed. And then um, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Hank Howard was was uh, running the Honda team then or started it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like everything else in life. You know somebody, you know somebody. And yeah. I think somebody reached out to me and said, "You remember Hank? He was going to start a team." And I said, "Well, tell him to call me." So uh, we worked out a deal, and and uh, you know the rest is history. I rode I rode Hondas till I retired. So. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, how did the ESO sponsorship come up come about for you? How did that work? Uh, my uncle, um, okay. who um, my uncle was a, a solid dude. Boy, I, I miss him. Rest in peace. But um, he he was one of those guys that could uh, you know talk to anybody in the room. <laughs> okay, and 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 God love him. He loved dropping names. So. <laughs> He'd be, he'd be, you know, he hung, he was a boxer. He was a, a lightweight boxer back in the day yeah. um, and, and tough as nails. You can actually ask Ross about this. He'll tell you. He's tough as nails, like not afraid of anybody. Um, and just from the people he was hanging out with, um, he was a friend with the owner of uh, McAshfelt, okay. which was uh, part of Miller. And then it was, they, they went on to uh, conglomerate with Imperial Oil somehow. Okay. okay. And the guy that he knew there very well liked my uncle. He's a great guy, always mm-hmm. having a few beers here and there. And, uh, you know, my uncle one day said, ah, like, Imperial Oil, why don't you uh, sponsor my nephew? And uh, da 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 da. So they did. Wow. He just kind of out of the blue. And, and I think, uh, oh, they had, they had, they were, they sponsored uh, oval racing sleds. So I don't know if we call them snow yeah. something back yeah. in the day. They had some Formula One cars. Uh, and I was the first um, motocross, supercross thing that they sponsored. So, um, you know, they gave me all the product and some money, and it was it was a, it was a great it was a great gig. And uh, he worked hard to put that together. God bless him. And uh, it rolled on for a while. And then uh, it, after I won the championship in, in '88, they said, "Well, we're going to cut back yeah. a little bit." And I think the year after that, um, they signed Valencore. I think they they took a year off to do something else and different kind of motorsport and i think in valencourt and was in it the same 90. guy same guy at esso uh, no okay no different guy. i i don't yeah. i don't and this day it's funny because i meant to ask carl there a bunch of times but yeah. we just never got on the subject but i don't know how 
I don't know how the connection happened. Right. I don't know because my connection was definitely from my uncle. Yep. And um, I, I don't, I'm not sure how that happened. With Dude, Carl. we had really you had Esso, uh, Sirwall had the bats. We had it going yep. on in Canada for a yep. while. You know. Yeah. 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 No, it was good. Um, and I think Jeff. Remember Jeff Glass had tied. Yeah. I think surf, surf, and surf, well, surf. Uh, yes. Chris Morgan had tied for his guys. He would ah, bring his, that's right. He it would bring Chris, Cooper right. and and Tom Carson and these guys, and they would have tied. That's on right. It. Um, so That's yeah, right. Canadian Moto. We had, yep. we had the market corner on an outside sponsorship we did. for a while. We did. Um, yeah, yep, yep. Do you remember what it was? Like, was it a lot of money? Like, was it a lot of cash? Or like- um, it was. Uh, what did they pay me? I'm going to tell you right now. I think it was. Uh, I think it was twenty five hundred bucks a month. Okay. I think. Because so, like I you mean, look like day. your box fans so your jerseys so like it, yeah. it looks like it was you know. Really good yeah. deal. No, they, yeah. they, they, for back in the day for me, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and of course they paid for the fuel and all my oil and everything yeah. and, yeah. and, uh, everything, everything that way was paid for. But, uh, it was for me back, I thought it was awesome. And plus, you know, you got Honda and everything's paid for there. So, um, when I look back at the day, I go, you know what, that's a pretty good gig because I did what I loved, got to get up in the morning and go running and ride my bike all day and, and get up in the morning and do it again. So doing something, that you love and making yeah. money at it was was awesome. Is this awesome. around the time that some guy named John Nelson enters your life? Yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah, with yeah. the Hondas. Well, yeah, yeah. it's funny because John, um, I uh, those DS one twenty fives that I bought. My yeah. brother and I bought it. We bought them off John when he was oh. in Bradford. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've kind of oh. know. I kind of knew John for quite a while. Oh, I didn't know. And this. if you okay. know John well, you know yeah. John's personality. Right. Right. He's quite a funny guy. We still talk and hang out today. It's what? it's uh, he's always it's always a giggle. Was he ever your mechanic or just like your sponsor yep. shop? Or he was no, your mechanic? No, he did. He worked for me for one year, I believe. Oh, the stories this, you must have. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness, my goodness. Oh no! And if you know John, he never pulled any punches. Eh? No, he no, he's would, great. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. I go out and I come in and have a, you know everybody has a bad moto. Come in and I'd be sitting there. He goes, "You fucking sucked." <laughs> I'm like, well, you don't think I feel that already? Like, do you really need to say that to me? Like, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, cutting my wrist off. Right. And, and, and even, you know, it's funny because my brother would do the same thing. My brother was a mechanic for me for a year. And and down in St. Pete's, I'll never forget this. I was just having a bad ride. And I come around the corner and I was seventh or something. And 100% I should have been winning. And he puts up the pit board and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, do you really think that I, I like, yeah. I'm upset at myself here. That's not helping. Oh, uh, John, John's a oh, beaut. Yeah. Uh, I, he I, is. I'm buddies, he with, is. I'm buddies with Sir Wall too, and he's got a million, oh, million yeah. stories. Oh, um, Jeff. I love Jeff. Speaking I've of, talked to Jeff for a while. Now. Yeah. Speak, I'll tell him, I'll tell him you said hi. Speaking of, um, um, definitely. Speaking of, uh, of Sir Wall, I went, uh, in the early 90s, I was out there, uh, I was working with, uh, a buddy of mine, and I went riding with Sir Wall. And they said this is Hoover's old place, and it's a sand track, pine trees everywhere. Uh, they were like, "Yeah, Hoover used to ride here too." And it's like sandy track, yeah. Um, well, you, any idea? Was it up near Barry? Yeah, I think so. It... Yeah, I feel like it was. Okay, because yeah. I used to like where I live right now. Yeah, um, there's a sand track. Like it was pine trees everywhere, like pine trees everywhere, in and out of pine was trees. Was it was it kind of a short track? Like it wasn't really long. I don't remember that part, but yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, I went okay. with Sir Wall, and I remember Nelson yep. saying Hoover Hoover rode here all the time too. Like he was all John was all stoked. It was this was like yeah, Don it, Terrio, it probably was yeah. yeah, it probably wasn't Barry. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, yeah, it was, all the time. The, I, the, I just uh, ride up there. 
the machine racing Honda proving testing grounds, maybe. So yes. <laughs> did, did John do your suspension back him. then? Or uh, was no, he into it? No, no, not yet. Okay. No, 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 no. And it's funny because just actually listen to your podcast the other day and listen to these guys talking their bikes nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was Phil that was saying something about he needs to revalve his shock or yeah. mid, mid valve or something. Mid valve, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening, I'm going. I don't even know what that means. Because like, <laughs> honestly, back in the day, it yeah. was either stiff or soft. Yeah, we'd either put a little bit more oil in, a little bit more air in, or or a, 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 maybe a different spring. But as far as the technology then compared to now, and how much yeah. more you can the settings and how much more you can tinker with it, like wow, I wow. Mitch did your Honda stuff. I think he told me one time. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 um, yes. I did send my shocks down. He, he did them all. And I was sponsored by Olin for a while, too. They did. Uh, they gave me some shocks and stuff right. back in the day, too. Uh, 85, obviously, 125 champion. And then Des Nations, you represent Canada. Uh, you do pretty well there. Yep. This is the first year of everybody on the line at once to, uh, yes, in Germany. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so what was that like? Oh, that was – talk about intimidating. Like, wow, that was something else. Like two row starts and yeah. it just talk about mayhem. Like it was, yeah. uh, it was, it was, that was a great experience. Why, I, did, uh, why didn't Roscoe, day. you were, went with Al and Nicholson. I wonder why Roscoe uh, probably mad at Carl or something. Uh, I, 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 yeah, we'll ask him, but I think it was okay. politics. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I think he just was, I don't, I, I can't say for sure, but yeah. I think that's what it was, but, um, it, it was fun. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. Like you don't, think of how many people in this world would love to go do that and and we were privileged enough to do it and it was uh it was a lot of fun i think i got a 10th and a 7th yeah, or something yeah it looks which, like yeah a bunch of top 10s which is awesome what what, what yeah. did you ride the 125 yeah. or what did I you did. ride yeah yes. okay yeah i ride the 125 yeah is that yeah. the only yeah. time you went for buddy. canada uh yes yep yeah i was supposed to go see that's weird another... i figured yeah i figured you would have been picked a couple other times i i did i was picked another time and i i there was a conflict with something and, and i couldn't make it i okay. don't remember what it was but um yeah but it, that was that was awesome i still remember that like it was yesterday i still got the bibs and stuff hanging oh do you awesome and, yeah yeah posters um, and stuff so yeah it's very cool very super cool. fast hard pack track right oh yeah. yeah yeah which not my favorite by the way but no. yeah it was uh you, you were like sixth gear packed <laughs> Yeah, and and, and uh, it, like like there were no berms. It was dusty, and, yeah. But uh, it was it was it was quite an experience. Um, what? Uh, yeah, it's weird that you never got picked again. So eighty six, um, Ross switches to Yamaha. Uh, goes yeah. probably gets your old support back, and yes, uh, he and did, then he yeah. wins all three titles. I'm guessing. Yeah. Do you remember what happened to you? Do you? Because I mean, you would have been the guy for him again. Like, what? I, I, yeah, I was like second, second, and third. Yeah, yeah. I think I was second 125s, second 250s, third 500, and I think I was uh, second or third Supercross. Yeah, so just whatever, year. he just stepped it up and you were, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was, uh, yeah, you know what, like I said, I, and I've said to him, I've said this to him a million times when yeah. we have conversations about things, uh, and this is just me speaking now, I don't think anybody will ever do what he did in the Canadian sport of motocross. For sure, no. I don't think. Yeah, um, I mean, nobody's done it yet, and I, I just don't think. Um, and it, it could have been just the times; it could have been different things. But I, I don't think anybody will have that presence that he did. No, sure. it, yeah, it'd be pretty tough too. Uh, a lot yes. of this, a lot of this stuff too. Um, you switched to Axo at one point, but then you're also wearing yep. an answer on your Yamaha, and so you're kind of competing with him for 
for gear money. Well, we can ask him about that. But it, it must have been yeah. like you must have been negotiating with with uh, Rick Sharon trying to get rollerball money. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it was all about. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. You're yeah. like, hey, Rick, come on, man. I just beat him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Uh, let me. Let me get some more money on that, will you? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was that was pretty funny. But that's exactly how it went. Hundred percent. So you mentioned, uh, you know, you got your bibs still. Do you have some of the memorabilia? Like, do you have any old bikes oh, yeah. or gear? Or what yeah. Do you, what do you got? Um, no, no bikes, yeah. but I have tons of gear. Um, actually, I have, I have. Uh, have my own shop where I put all my sleds and I'm a big okay. builder too, which yeah. I love. So, and, uh, I have a little corner in there. They got my trophies yeah. and old helmets, Troy Lee painted and, oh, nice. and a bunch yeah. of stuff. So I still, uh, I still have a lot of stuff. I still have some pretty cool stuff. Who yeah. was your closest yeah. friend in Canadian moto? Who was somebody uh, you rode with a lot or trained with? You know what? Uh, my closest friend now is Glenn Nicholson. Yep. Because we still hang out sledding and, and doing everything together. But back in the day, it would be Darren Shiruga. Oh, Shiruga. Okay. Sh- yeah. Shu and I, uh, he came out here and stayed for many a summers at my place and rode with me. And uh, kind of like my buddy would, he just, we did everything together back in the day. So yeah. it would be, it would be definitely Shu. And he hasn't changed at all. He's the same guy. Same guy. Um, so did yeah. you get to a point like, like, you know, obviously you said Ross would acknowledge your great rides in 85 and, you know, talk to you a little bit. Were you guys around this 85, 86, 87, where you're clearly number two or number one, and he's – are you guys good, or, or is it still, like, a kind of uh, – No. No, we weren't good. No? no we, okay. we, we would, uh, we would, you know, hey, how you doing? But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say good <laughs> at all. Like, there, there's times that I uh, – and, again, I'm not the confrontational guy at all. Yeah. Nothing in my life I'm like that. But there's times I'd, like, I'd be done and i go – son of a bitch he didn't have to do that like he cut me off <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah you know and then yeah. it's just a little bit of bad blood there in the next race i'm like okay that just gave me a little more determination to uh next time don't let him get that close like yeah. it's yeah it, sometimes it helped me that i wasn't so friendly friendly and i knew what he did and i go okay well, next time it's going to be a different lesson. Yeah. So yeah. it uh, it it didn't hurt me at all. Let's put it that way. But we were, I mean, we were we were sociable, but we were not to the point of like we are today. He's actually yeah. coming out here in a couple of weeks and oh, nice. uh, bringing his dad out and hanging out. So uh, we weren't like that then, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he told me like he he's told me too. Like he he did not like anybody beating him. Um, he nope. got pissed. He he said, you know, once they beat you once. That's okay. They beat you twice. Now they start thinking that they can beat you all the time, and you have to stop that, you know. And, yep. and he stopped yep. it sometimes in aggressive ways. So, oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he did his best to do it. That yeah, hundred uh, percent. Jim Hawley, a, a great friend of mine, and uh, of course he was a, a, a he raced he raced in Canada dude. a ton. What? Yep. What? Yep. I don't know if you can keep the stories PG, but what what stories do you got with Jim Hawley? <laughs> is that possible uh, i don't know <laughs> I, yeah i don't know um oh no jimmy a solid dude solid dude yeah. i uh we hung out uh, in europe quite a bit when we went out there i did a supercross in gothenburg and yep. sweden and another place and uh i had a lot of fun and i've always said to myself you know what there's a solid dude yeah he's, he's always one of those guys that friendly says hi uh never really and i race with jimmy a lot i think i i uh and hopefully he's not listening, but I, I did beat him at a couple of races. And I thought, you know what? When I was done, we still shot the shit and he yeah. was never really pissy. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's yeah. like, he, and he was never like that. He was one of those guys that rode well. He did very well, made a name for himself. As far as I'm concerned, he was a superstar, but he was never, um, upset. 
You know, he always yeah. had a nice smile on his face and loved by everybody, and he's still that today. So a solid dude, solid dude. There used to be these arena crosses, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Calgary, yeah. Edmonton. I don't remember you doing too many of those. I didn't. I, you know what's funny? I didn't do any of them out there. Yeah. But um, we had a, we had a championship out here and out east, and uh, it's kind of funny, but you'll laugh. I'm just looking at, at the plaques in my garage mm-hmm. this afternoon, and in 1986... Was it 86? Uh, I think it was 86. I won the mini state national championship in 125-250. Oh, okay. So there was a little title. And okay. It was. Yes, they did have a national, um, and I and I won in 86, the yeah. 125-250 mini state national championship. So it's funny how that goes. And I never did. Uh, I know people got into pretty big out west and in Winnipeg. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. But I never... Uh, I, I never really, I never really got into it. I did do it. I think it was out east where yeah. it was, and uh, there was a two race series, and I went out raced and, and yeah. uh, won it, and and, and that was it. So. Ross and Jim would literally just barnstorm across Western Canada. You know, the dates would be every other weekend, hundred percent. And then Brooks would show up, and Somo, and these other guys, yeah. a few Americans, few few Canadians, right? And it would. Yeah. Be the biggest deal ever. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, th- would you stay with Jimmy in California ever? Uh, no, no, no. You know what? Um, my guy in California was Jim. Gibson. Jim Gibson. Solid okay. dude. You know, yeah, what? I, I tried to get a hold of Jim Gibson for a podcast. He's one guy I've never talked to. Of course, does Nations Champion and and yeah. uh, and all that. And, and he uh, he was yeah. a really hard guy to get a hold of. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah. You know what? I uh, he's doing a motocross school, as you probably know that. Yeah. But um, I reached out to him a few times and. You know, with work and busy and kids and what have you, we, we chatted for a little bit. And then that kind of, I'm talking maybe two or three years yep, ago, because I, yep. was, I was tight with him. I hung out with him a lot and uh, went riding. And he was one of those guys that, if you saw him ride, even when he came up to the Toronto Supercross, he'd stay with me here and we'd get him bikes and, yep, yep. and uh, hung out. But he was a very technical guy. Like when he was riding, he had his track uh, up behind his house in Canyon Lake there somewhere. And it literally was just a one lane. Uh, the jumps and the doubles and stuff were off rocks and shale. And, and he says, you want to go ride one day? And I go, sure. Where's the track? He yeah. goes, tracks. See that, see that up there by that hill? Yeah. yeah. He goes, there's track. I go, I don't see a track up there. He goes, well, come on, follow me. So we went up and, and we're literally doubling off these rocks and shale. And I'm like, well, now I know why the guy's so technical. Cause there's only one little line here and you got to follow that. Well, yeah. That so sounds yeah, like, he was he was a good dude. He sounds like some dude. of Hannah's Hannah's tracks in Bean Bean Canyon were there. You like go that too. There uh, you go. Did you do? Same. Did you race maybe the muddiest Supercross? One of the muddiest Supercrosses ever in Toronto <laughs> that year. Did you do that one? Uh, that was the year before I rode. I think did Donnie Cantalupi not win that. I think so. I think or Bomber. Yes. Maybe no. Maybe Cantalupi. I don't. Yeah. No. Cantalupi won. I think you're right. I think yeah. he did win. Yes. No. Was, I, I watched that. I did okay. not race. That was, was a year before me. It was that abso- was messy. It was absolutely a disaster. Yeah. I figured oh. it was right around that era. Oh. Right? Well, it was like uh, in in Calgary in the Saddle Dome when it snowed. Were you there when the Snowden lights went out? Yeah, you know, no, I was not there. It was the, I went in '84. I think that happened in '85. '85. Yeah, it was in '85. That yep. was on, That's but it was on CBC, and all of a sudden the thing just went black. <laughs> yep, it's snowing like a son of a bitch. Yep, yeah, yep. that was uh, yeah, that was '85. Yep, yep. Uh, That's that that day there. I think Hannah was there. I think I finished. I finished second that in the mud race there. But yeah. in practice, before it snowed, I'll never forget this. Um, a qualifier and. I passed Hannah and I was like, 
<laughs> and and all and all the Canadian mechanics that know me were like, you know, pit boards coming up like guys superstar. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget this. Yeah. So, you know, made the final, you know, great pick of the gate, whatever. And uh, um, it, it just everything that day. And then when it started to snow, you mm-hmm. know, you just get that confidence of doing what you did in a qualifier that sure. you go out there. And it in my mind, it didn't matter what I did. It just everything felt so good the rest of the day, which what I was trying to say about confidence, once yep. you have it, yep. it's hard to, um, I don't want to say screw up because it does happen, but it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big factor. Did you, so Ross told me at one point, you know, he's pulling down two fifty three hundred thousand 300,000 mid eighties, um, for salary and all that. Are, is, are you approaching that kind of number? Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Ross, Ross was, uh, way, well, he was doing he was doing European yeah. stuff, American stuff, right? So it's probably yeah. yeah. He yeah. had a he had a lot more going on there for sure. But yeah. I mean, his resume too was yeah. You know, it didn't matter who you looked at in Canada, as far as I'm concerned. That I don't even I don't even have a clue what the guys are doing today. I would have no clue what they're doing today compared to back in the day. I mean, I I see we used to show up in vans and 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 cube vans. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, semis and trailers and trailers and. Uh, it, it's it's got to be a whole different ball game now as far as salaries and sponsorships because uh, what they got going on there seems incredible. Any uh, any regrets in your career? Anything like you, you you won two national titles? You know you walked away healthy with some money. Any any regrets? I have no regrets. No, at all. I yeah. think uh, you know what I, I would do it all again. Yeah, I, I I look back at the the traveling and the people I've met and and the place I've been. Um, I have no regrets. Yeah. I think it was a it was a fabulous life, and and I could I would never replace it with anything. I wouldn't. Somebody said, "Do you want to do it again?" I actually, I actually was a a, a pretty good hockey player before Were I started you? racing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got to the point where I was like, "Should I continue playing hockey, or do I go south in the wintertime and ride bikes?" And I said, "Ah, bikes are more fun than hockey." <laughs> Having said that. Who knows what would have happened in a hockey career? I know hockey players make a lot more money yeah. than motocross riders, yeah. but um, no regrets at all. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade trade them for the world, Steve. It was yeah. awesome. Oh, that's awesome. No, absolutely. Uh, one of the one of the great careers in Canadian moto for sure. And again, um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, main events down south and and national points and all of that. So yeah, really, really, really nice stuff. Um, let's uh, let's bring Roscoe in for a little bit, shall we? Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right, now we've got the man on the line, the the Canadian rollerball, the legend, uh, uh, the man who uh, Hoover took down uh, for a championship, Ross Rollerball Peterson. What's up, Roscoe? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Stevie, how are you doing, bro? I'm good. Thanks for joining the conversation. We just your name came up a whole bunch with Doug, so we figured we'd call you. Uh, well, but... <laughs> the, the, the sweeper and I, we, we had some legendary yeah. battles. And, you know, and and Doug and I have become friends. That's that's the craziest thing. Yeah. In the beginning, yeah, 100%. We, be, we, became, we were friends right off the bat. I, the guy was an awesome, he, he was a stand-up man and got along great with him. And then... Uh, well, he started knocking on the door too hard. <laughs> I said, <Yeah>. "Hey, <laughs> we've got to curtail this friendship a little bit because I got to get angry <laughs> and mean." And you did. You did. Yeah. You did. You did a good job at that. Yeah, Ross. Uh, Ross, you told me one time, like, yeah, I remember we've done a few of these podcasts. You told me one time, like. It's okay. You can beat me once. That's fine. It happens. You can maybe beat me twice, but I don't want you beating me 
you know, and getting any sort of confidence. And sometimes you would have to put guys down. And, and Doug just told us a story about that, you know. So, yeah. Well, and, and that's the truth. I mean, you know, Doug, Doug, Doug was an incredible rider and an incredible human being, really. And, and this isn't anything on this podcast I'm not blowing Doug up. Doug is a stand-up guy. He comes from a stand-up dad and mom. His family were incredible people. Uh, his brother Don you, was Roscoe. a super guy. And, uh, well, I, I'm just saying it as it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and, thank you. Uh, thank you. You know, it, uh, that's all I can say is Doug came along when the rollerball, if you want to remember him that way, he was in his prime. <laughs> I was yeah. I was in my early 20s. I wasn't injured then. I had no fear. Magoo and I would be, we, we would battle to see who could jump the triple the first. You know, <laughs> did it take one or two laps to jump the triple <laughs> wherever we're at? I mean, yeah. that's how crazy it was. And, uh, you know, and I was fierce then. And as far as training, that's that was I, I wasn't all that fast, really. But well, I don't know. You're pretty fast. You're pretty fast. I could ride the same speed the whole race. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. whether it yeah, was you did. You did. ten minutes mm-hmm. or forty-five minutes, and you know, and that was Jimmy, Jimmy Holly. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I hung out with Hollywood down there in California, and and he always said, "Roller, live life to its fullest." <laughs> Jimmy yep. did, yeah. And yeah. I God did. bless him. He's right. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he even he he joined he joined uh, D- Doug the Sleeper over in uh, in Europe when. Uh, when, yep. when I got hurt, and they uh, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that for a second. So, we should talk yeah. a little more about that, Steve. I, I don't know if you've got the full details. Yeah, over tell there. the story. Let let their dog or somebody <laughs> jump in. Well, so let's not tell well, them all the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Jim Hawley's involved, yeah, we got to keep it. We got to keep it PG. <laughs> yeah, but, PG, PG. But, but Ross, you crashed. This is eighty six. What what is this? Eighty seven. Oh, it was, uh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, no, it was 85. Okay, okay. I switched to Yamaha. Doug Doug gave up his ride to me, and uh, the rest You're uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, and like I said, Steve, Doug was, Doug, Owen, I mean, we, we would go to northern... Canada for a national race and an airport there that they'd have two flights in a week, not a day, a week. (laughs) And, you know, Doug and I flew into a place called Bay Como. And, uh, you know, of course, my mechanic, he he wasn't there to pick me up, but Doug... Doug's dad, Owen, and that's just the way they were. They were um, family. 
Doug, hey, he looked I, sh- I, I should have made him walk. I might have beat him that day. Yeah, yeah, Tired there you go. Yeah. Uh, Doug, tell the story. So, Swedish, put us put us in the where, where Ross was in the hospital. Yeah, well, um, I think it wasn't it the, the Gothenburg Supercross, Ross, where, where, where you yeah, made it yeah, there? We're, it? We're, yeah, we're, we're over there, Doug, for that. We yes. were there for yep. the, for the we're trophy and motocross disdain. Right. So the Canada sent a team over there, and right. and we're, we're going to make some money at the Supercross so, and right. show, the, show the Swedes that we can yep. still win yeah. races. <laughs> well, we, showed, we showed them, didn't we? <laughs> we did, we did. I know, I know. Yeah, and then I, it, Ross got off bad, and it, I think it was your spleen, was it not? Well, you ruptured your spleen. I don't or? remember as well, Doug, because yeah. you had all the girls at the hospital. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot so, about my injury. Well, we Jimmy and I were there with you. Yeah, and then and then I think we we're waiting for Lisa to come. No, and I think Lisa did show up at that time, your girlfriend. And then after she showed up, we we. Uh, I don't know where Jimmy and I went to, but so you, how uh, long were you waiting in the hospital before I, Ross's chick I, shows I, up? I remember where you went, Doug. You guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys flew over to Hall. Well, I call it Holland, but they in today's day and age they call it the Netherlands. Oh, and, uh, right. And I think it's Amsterdam was, or there was a there. crazy. Yeah, that's the place, Amsterdam. Is it the blue? Is it blue or yellow? district or something yeah who knows nobody really remembers i don't remember any stoplights there at all ross i don't know (laughs) i'm sure there were stoplights but jimmy never saw any of them no no hey ross do you remember uh doug's uncle coming over to you uh when you took him out in in quebec and doug's uncle came over and had some words with you well he was a fighting type. He was a <laughs> we we got along actually pretty good. You did, we, you did we, for sure. We, you know what we we always did, and we talked quite often. Yeah, usually we after very every respectful. race. <laughs> every race. <laughs> that um, was the truth. Yeah. Yeah, we we got along really well, and uh, yeah. Uh, it, that's the way it was, and yeah. uh, you know, in fairness, Steve. Doug faced an ornery, uh, unsportsmanlike man <laughs> in his in his prime when when we were racing. Because I'll tell you what, I raced against a lot of legends: Zolly Brainy, Tom Gates. Uh, Alan Dick, uh, uh, Yari Hoyon and Tim Croft, uh, uh, Mike Harnden, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Charlie DeZorti, uh, uh, Couture, uh, Buddy Ford, uh, and of course the latest guys, I mean latest, I mean, they're probably 20 Two, two or three decades old, JSR and uh, <laughs> and uh, Carl Valencourt, you know. But when when we when when I was in my prime, Doug and I were competitors, and it w- really wasn't fair because I hated losing. <laughs> so Ross, <laughs> if you had like I when it. I think about guys who like I was telling Doug. 
because as a kid, like Doug beating you in '85 was a huge deal. Like it was a big deal that oh. you, you know. So Doug was a Doug was a force to be reckoned with. There's no there there's no two ways about it. Doug was, I mean, <laughs> his family was a stand up people, and Doug was a hard worker. And you didn't beat Doug on just raw speed. You had to beat him on on uh, preparation and uh, being in shape mm-hmm. because. He didn't beat you on a five-lap race. He beat you on a 30-plus two-lap national ride. Yeah. Did, did, he did, did was you ever a tell, force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Did you ever tell Steve how I how I figured out how I had to get in shape? Uh, well, that was, you know, <laughs> I made the mistake. You he, did. We, you we, did. You, know, you did. I, I, Dougie was such a likable guy. Here's this young kid mm-hmm. from Canada, from Ontario, and he's got the big, bright eyes and, and good looks. And uh, he, Easy. He's down in California. <laughs> he, he's down in California. And, okay, he's going to hang out with the rollerball. So uh, he's, where are you staying at for a hotel? We're out practicing at Saddleback or whatever. And I tell him where. And so, you know, all of a sudden he's a couple rooms down and, Hey, uh, what are you doing? Do you guys want to go and eat? Uh, no, Doug, um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to go down uh, I-95 and go for a little run here. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exactly so how that went. Says, I, I'll, I'll, I'll hang with you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And this kid from Ontario, from our, uh, Mount Albert, he... He hung with me for a while and a while, I not mean, too, not too long, Steve. By the way, here I, I am. Yeah. Here I am. I'm coming out of the room, uh, little little motel. Yeah, and I go for a run. He goes, "Yep, yeah. I'm coming out. I'm stretching my ankle. You know, shin splints, all that bullshit. Right. Trying to get ready to go for a run. He comes out of his room, slams the door, gone. <laughs> no, no stretch. No stretch. No nothing. Yeah, he, yeah. he, you know, I don't even think we had a conversation. He just looked over at me. And ran, and I go. I had to get a head start. I go. I go. Jesus Christ! This go, was serious. Okay, we gotta go. So literally ran down. I don't know. I ninety five. I don't know, but it was a median on yeah. a highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching him, and we started out like neck and neck. I'm gonna say, and I, I, I was running a little bit then, not nearly as much as I should have, by the way. And um, for the first mile, like you know, we're we're close. He's maybe a few steps ahead of me. Well, after like the fifth mile. Fuck, I couldn't even see him. I don't even know where he went. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. And then and we kind of knew where we were going. It was the I-10 because we were heading east. And <laughs> we got out here San Bernardino. And I oh, my him. God. And so, and so, I was, so we, we, we get back to the room. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> almost passing out. And he's just standing there leaning on the door going, oh, you made it back. Yeah. I'm going, did you ever kick my ass? But... Yeah, that was a life lesson right there. Yeah, you're like that was the biggest mistake I made in my life, right there. (laughs) Yeah, and right there I said, because I'd showed other people what it took, and they didn't like the pain. Doug, he he enjoyed the pain. He enjoyed the training. So it went from five miles. If he said five miles is good, then he ran eight miles. Oh yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, I'm going to tell you right now, Steve, and Ross and I have talked about this many times, that, from that day on, and I'm going to say that was 83-ish, Okay. um, I said, I really 
need to pick my game up. Like that, that, and again, I we, I told you before, like I don't like losing. Yeah. And and just watching him run and literally no stretching, no bullshit, just out the door, <laughs> gone. I was like, okay, now I see what it takes. Uh-huh. And from that point on, I I never let up. I never let up. I was like, okay, to this day. You'll laugh because I even told Ross Hismer out in the mountains. I, 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 I try to run two or three days a week, two to three miles, depending on how I'm feeling. Uh-huh. And to this day, for me to, to, to I, I try to have a like a PR every day. I try to beat my record every day, sure. like I was racing. And half the time I beat my record, I think of Ross and I racing. I think of yeah, yeah. nationals yeah. at Saint Teet or or Chikudimi or Valley Junction, and I'm. As I'm running to tr- the last mile to get home to, to beat my record, I think about the times when I had to pour it on to stay ahead of them or yeah. to pass them or to, whatever it was that race day that makes me give it all I got for that. And thanks to him, yeah. by the way, <laughs> is what made me who I am today. So there you go. And, and, and it still it, it goes on for decades, Steve, because, you know, I knew Doug's family. They had a big... Uh, trucking business going on and so i you know i knew that the hoovers were intelligent likable smart people Mm -hmm. that knew how to make money and do well in life so what did i get into after i got into you know after i retired from racing i got into trucking i'm a gravel truck driver right now and I'm trying to keep ahead of Doug. There and you I'll go. Tell you Love what, it. Love you it. Know, I even sent pictures of, uh, to Doug of me yep. driving the gravel truck in the pit, Love you it. know, going to pick up some uh, road yep. crush. And, uh, you know, he'll te- text back going, how come you're going so slow? You're only going 20. <laughs> you know, oh shit! I got the I got the uh, camera too low, the phone too low, and he saw the dash. Yeah, yeah, damn so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you does one Ross does one battle with Doug stand out for you? Is there one that stands out of all of these races you guys had across all the classes? Is there one that stands out? And same thing for you, Doug. Is there? Um, I, it's hard. I mean, Ross probably say the same thing. For me, it's hard to remember um, which race. Yeah. Uh, th- there would be a couple. One would be Austin. I, I know at Austin. Oh. Uh, I, I reeled him in. Hey, that was my idea. <clears throat> you stay off that one. That's my. I'm gonna. I was okay. gonna tell Steve that that was the memory I had. Okay, so you have that memory. Then, it, then it was like Valley Junction in Quebec again, a nice sand track, kind of hilly, and I, I, I remember on the 125 reeling him in, um, and I, and I, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I know there's a few times when I won the 500 national. Uh, in 88, I reeled him in too, but he was riding a piece of shit. So I have a hard time, you know, if, if anybody ever asked me, like you took the title off Ross in, in the 500s in 88, yeah. like I had the best motorcycle in the world by far pro circuit, 500 CR best bike, fastest bike, handling bike. And even, even me, like, I mean, when, when I, I compare myself to Ross, which we do, like, I'm a little fella, but that. 500 handled so well and had so much power like i actually felt bad for ross banging around that old yz 490 and and to this day um that helped me win that 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 title for sure so when i reeled him in on the 500 i can't even take credit for that (laughs) because 
It was it was bike mostly. Yeah. Yeah, he's still lying to you a little bit. They were it was Ryder. I mean, <laughs> he he told you it was Austin, and he he was an animal. He uh, he he trained. He was by far the. He was in better shape than I was, for sure. I don't. Know I mean, that. he he uh, I, it, that was a mistake, Steve. Showing your competition mm-hmm. something, yeah, and, and <laughs> you know it, it. It never. I did it for so long that it it never came back to haunt me. But this time, this guy, Doug, the sweeper, <laughs> so, he, uh, he 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 took it to heart, and uh, and I got to give him the credit where credit is due. He, so he was an animal. He. He he said, if that's what it takes, mm-hmm. I'll do it, and he did it. Yep. And uh, and really, the other race, Doug, you know, Steve asked yep. about two races that would you you stole the you stole the thunder from me for Austin. I'll tell you this: a bit of a sad race was was Bay Como, and that was where your family, the the kindness of your dad and mom, and uh, they they. They, Steve, they grabbed me from the airport. My mechanic wasn't there. There's probably only two flights a week into this airport. Yeah, up in northern Quebec, and uh, and uh, they, I couldn't believe it. His dad says, "Would you, would you like a, a ride, Ross?" And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. There's nothing here out here on this airstrip. I mean, I mean, there's these otter planes coming in and." Uh, you know, I I just wanted to to get back to civilization and uh, yeah, yeah yeah and and uh, they they took me to my hotel and and that day the next day of the race uh, Doug and I we collided coming out of a corner and, uh, <laughs> and there was some and, uh, I'm telling you collided I collided know, we did we did collide the rollerball name into effect but it really yeah. <laughs> it, it was I got a bad start and I wasn't looking at any number plates or any jerseys or anything yeah. I, yeah. I was coming yeah. through the pack and some guys got bumped into and some didn't and and <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I bumped into my uh, adversary uh, and yeah there was I felt terrible about it because you know they were such ah, you know what? Solid that's racing, people. buddy. That's hey, racing. Yeah. You know, but I still good. I still feel bad about that today. And I mean, that's there all was, good. Yeah. We and wouldn't I mean, be who we are today, Ross, unless that shit didn't happen. Don't yeah, worry. No, for sure. We're, you know, and that's what's so cool, Steve. We were we were. I don't know if uh, if Sweeps told you that we we're we were snow biking out. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a good time. We oh, it's awesome. Oh, that's it was, awesome. It was I, incredible. Yeah. I saw that. On, I saw that on MXP uh, Instagram uh, a month yes. or two months ago, and I was like, "Holy yep. shit!" I, I thought that was pretty cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did that was you, very did cool. He, did he? Did he see the wheels flying off on the vehicle? I don't think so. <laughs> no, it was so fast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a whole other story. Um, my goodness. Favorite favorite Canadian track, Doug. Favorite Canadian national track? Uh, Close oh to home, Doug. I got I, I can't help this. 
You know what? Like I, I guess from from schoolboy up, like all time. Because you know what? I I I, I had I don't care. I, I never liked Moto Park much. Too rocky. Mm-hmm. No, no. Not, not a, I would. You know what? Cope Town. Cope Town. Yeah. Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Like Unadilla. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, I saw photos. I've never God been there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Town was awesome. What about you, Ross? Favorite track? Doug, Doug said it. Oh, Cope Town. Yeah. Okay. Doug would say Cope Town, and uh, yeah. And I mean, there's there's been some cool tracks. I mean, you know, Quebec's had some great tracks. Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ontario. 100%. I mean, even in Oshawa, when what was that ski resort, Dagmar? Yes. Yeah. 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 And that was a cool track. I yes, hundred percent. Some great tracks, yeah. just one time, one time at a time. And I'll even talk about Steve's area. We we raced some ski resort out in Brandon. Yeah, yeah, one time only. Hey, yeah, that was a good track. One That'd time cool. only. Very that cool. was a, yep. that was yep. like I mean those were GP tracks. I mean that's what, awesome. What year was that? Oh, I don't even remember. Eighty nine. Not eighty-eight. I don't oh, remember. Oh yeah. no, it wouldn't be that late. It no? was. I think I was on Suzuki then. I okay. mean, I flew into Brandon then. Yeah. And flew out of Brandon, and Brandon. I don't think they did. They did. Yeah. They still have an airport. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ross, I wish I was around for uh, Go for Dunes. Never rode that ever. I see it, and I go, that'd be a nice tractor. I never rode Gopher Dunes. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, Ross, uh, when I think of two guys that gave you trouble, well, three guys. Carl gave you a lot of trouble, but you were near the end. Carl was coming up. But I think of Al and Doug as the two guys that could beat you here and there, and obviously they both beat you for championships here and there. Were they similar? Did you did you um, have more worry about Doug or Al, or like how did you treat each one of those guys that – could actually beat you and run with you. Easy, Mathis. I thought you and I were friends. There was no one that could touch me. What are you talking? I thought you and I were friends. We are. Listen, I thought you were from Canada. I did you hear I, the insults he was throwing at me? Doug? Listen, I uh, I led yeah. Ross. I led this podcast off with telling Doug how I was not a fan of his because no, that's because the first thing he said. Yeah, no. because I'm Western Canada, you're medicine hat, you were the guy, and and he beat yep. you in '85, and I was pissed. So I was there. I was pissed. You know. <laughs> you know. I've got to, I've got to give guys credit where credit is due. I mean, when I think back, when I became a expert or a pro, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, you know, back in uh, seventy nine, eighty, you got to remember I was from Alberta and Tom Gates, Zolly Barini. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, those yeah. guys, Zolly, Zolly. He was competitive on the CZs at GPs. Yeah, he was back fast. In yep. The day. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad and I sat the truck, and Tom Gates and Zolly Brainy would be battling. This was before I was a pro. And we'd go, there isn't a man on earth that can ride a motorcycle faster than those two guys. Like, yeah. that's yeah. how fast they looked. 
I mean, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got into that league and and all of a sudden you're, you know, really Carl Bastido got me to Florida. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I really saw, you know, met Bob Hanna at the, at the bike show and, uh, and talked to Bob and he gave me some tips, you know, all right along the edge of the track where it's smooth. And, of course, we, I thought, there, no one else will know that. You just ride on the edge of the motocross track. There we oh, go. Yeah. They'll yeah. be riding Nobody's going to know that. Yeah, I'll just ride on the edge and I'll win all these races. So I went to go. Florida. Wow, was that an eye opener? Like, then I realized, hey, the guy's not that fast up here. <laughs> so, and, you know, credit where credit's due. You got to admit, when you look at my career, I was in my prime in 85, 86, mm-hmm. 87. And who was I competing with? Doug Hoover. Yeah. And, you know, and Doug was, he was a fierce competitor. I mean, I was, it wasn't if I could qualify for a Supercross. It was, you know, it was, if I didn't finish in the top 10 or 5, I was mad. Yeah, and I mean, I wasn't even a supercross rider. GPS outdoor races. Right. Yeah. I could I could run with I could run with anybody, and I didn't have the same equipment as they did. I mean, you know, hundred percent. So, and I battled with 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 Doug in Canada. So, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, and you're right, Steve. In the end. JSR, uh, Carl, Valancourt. I mean, they gave me a lot of headaches, but hey, I was mid-30s. I was a lot of injuries, broken pelvises, kidneys, half kidneys. Kidney in Sweden. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd hit the turf by then, and I knew what fear was. And... That's not taking anything. I, I I was still a decent rider back, mm-hmm. you know, against Carl and JSR. They they were top riders too, but you know, in fairness, if you took a, a graph and and looked at all the Canadian riders, mm-hmm. Ross Peterson's most formidable opponent was definitely. Doug Hoover, no question about it. There you go, the sweeper. Uh, the oh, sweeper. Thank you. Thank you. The sweeper thank had you. raw, raw thank speed. You. Raw speed. He had as much speed as anybody, and and a heart that was as big as as big as a house. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't quit. I mean, it didn't matter if it was Austin and you know 30, 35, 40 minutes plus a lap. Doug was wide open to the end. And also, I was telling uh, I was telling Doug uh, before Ross, you can't you can't really find a bad picture of him. He had great form, like great great riding form. Well, that's what I hated about him. You should have seen what <laughs> you know. I used to I used to kind of run the sh- I used oh. to run the show in Toronto at the press conferences. I wear my Don Johnson white jacket and I had my hair all done up. <laughs> Doug would show up with his Porsche nine eleven 
looking good and stole all the thunder every time. <laughs> hold, hold on, I think he was talking about form on the motorcycle. No, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Oh, oh, I was talking the press conference. God, Listen, love Ross, God love you. Ross, you had you, Ross, you had a fur coat. I remember your fur coat. Oh my God! Yes, Come on. Ross. Yes, you did. I remember as a kid being like, "Holy shit, Rollerball's got a, a fur coat. coat!" Yep. I think that was a coat that Jim Holly Hollywood <laughs> he, he, he met a nice lady out yeah, yeah. in Winnipeg right. at one of the supercrosses out there and got her coat and then he put it on me the next day. It was cool. Uh, I, it, I wore it, but no, no. That's that was really funny. Dog, dog, that it was, was Hollywood's coat. No, now, dog, Hollywood it was uh, it was press day, like you know, the Friday before the arena cross or whatever, you know, and uh and there's Ross in his in his like fur coat and Holly oh Holly's my there. And Holly goodness. and Holly was wearing sunglasses inside and I was just like uh, me as a kid, I'm like, it doesn't get any fucking cooler than those two guys right there. So, no kidding. Yeah. Even today, if they wore that, oh, that would yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah. But wait, yeah, Doug, yeah. Doug, you had a Porsche. You had a 911? I did. Oh, yeah, wow. Look yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. I still have it, by the way. 1978. I bought it in 85. No way, really. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ross, no, you had a. Took... Ross, you had a. And Steve, yeah. and Steve the, what pisses me off is he still got that good looks. I mean, when we were out in the mountains there, I couldn't even. You know, I was looking oh, for Sasquatch. I was looking oh, for Sasquatch God. out there, uh, and the Sasquatch was cuddling up to Doug. I couldn't <laughs> even get that. Uh, that was terrible. Oh, Ross, go. Ross, you had a Corvette, though, Ross. I believe you had a Corvette because I think... Everybody C- had a Corvette. <laughs> Any greaseball had a Corvette. I, only, the, only the players had 911. Oh, uh, my God. Doug, the CBC, the CBC did a thing on Ross for, I don't know, Toronto Supercross, one of these races, and they showed yeah. him jogging in his jersey, jogging in his Suzuki jersey, <laughs> and then getting in a Corvette. And again, oh. me, I, as, a, as a 14-year-old, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the coolest that's thing I've so ever seen. That's so cool. Right. The guy's a superstar. <laughs> he jogs, oh, my God. He jogs in his jersey, and he drives a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> and when he got when he got in the Corvette, the Corvette didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that's funny. I I was very impressed as a young Manitoban kid. That's for sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, good, good times. times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hundred percent. We well, had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun out there, Steve. Oh, it you was know, a giggle. For, what a giggle. And I, I was so awesome. I didn't. Uh, I didn't finish the story with you, Steve. But even when Ross and I went out to Revy this year in the mountains on the snow yep. bikes, yep. I uh, I even said, as I said, like his personality, because and I said this to Steve earlier, Ross, like how you when you were racing back in your prime, you were like, and, and it was just me, even John Nelson and people said like Ross is like a machine. When he had a job to do, it was like a switch. He just turned that switch on. He went out, did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Come back an hour later, shut the switch. Everything's okay. <laughs> and that, that personality, you know, made him, you know, who he is today. And then we're out in the mountains. We'd all just be sitting there and uh, we'd have a beer. We'd be sitting on the snow bikes and all of a sudden we're all just talking. All of a sudden Ross's bike starts and fuck, he's gone. We're all like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's, he, where's, he, where's he going? And the, like the highest hill, like he wanted to high mark everybody that was out there. Yeah, yeah. And he'd just be like, all you hear is like, ma, shifting down, shifting down, shifting down because they run out of power. 
and he's getting almost to the top and he come back down and we're like, okay. And he look over and he goes, Oh, there's a higher one over there. So he still has that mindset of trying to challenge himself. Yeah, and he just yeah. look around and he go, Oh man, look at that right there. Okay. Sure. And the rest of us are sitting going, Hey, pass me a beer. <laughs> and the, the whole time he's God, like, and, don't bullshit, Steve. And they didn't he, he <laughs> fire up the sled, and you'd have to go up there and high mark past me by twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, no, but what that was yeah, that was mad. That was pretty impressive. I got I got to tell you, it was very impressive. That was uh, that was very cool. That's very awesome. Cool. Um, no, that's cool to see you guys together and friends and. Like you said, yes. some great races, some great rivalries uh, back in the yeah. day. Uh, it's really, really great. Uh, all right, Roscoe, we're gonna we're gonna jet off. Um, thanks for the time, though, man. I really appreciate it. As always, uh, I hope you're well. It, it's, yeah. a, it's an honor, Steve, to to be on one of your shows and and to be with uh, with uh, my one of my toughest competitors and uh, and one of my, and. Maybe one of my best friends right now. Nice. Doug, awesome. Doug Uber. And Doug, awesome. Doug awesome. you started off as being an awesome friend back in the day, but we just, I couldn't, we couldn't be that <laughs> way because I hated well, losing to you. Well, I know. We had some conflicts back then. We couldn't, we couldn't be really good friends then. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, Ross. you me, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you can't let that happen. You are, yeah. Awesome. Listen, him taking you down in '85. I I hated it. I hated the sweeper. I hated. <laughs> I hated. I hated Ontario. I hated all of it. Oh, uh, God love you. God love you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, thank you for your time, both of you guys, Canadian motocross awesome. royalty. Uh, really cool awesome. to have you both on the phone. And Doug, great to get your story after all these years. And and uh, awesome. No, thank you, Steve. Much appreciated. I, I appreciate the phone call. And yeah. uh, hopefully next time, maybe Ross and I get out there. We'll do a live. Yeah. Have a giggle. Oh, that Excellent. would be fantastic. I would love that. that yeah. Would, uh, that Gal- would be a Galdi got me your number. I was I was awesome that he had it. And oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Ross. Awesome. Good Thanks. time. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Doug. I really appreciate the time on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks, boys. Awesome. Be well, Steve. Nice, Be well, Roscoe. All right. You too. Ciao, guys. All right, boys. All right. Ciao, See man. you. Bye. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.